All right, hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I'm your host, Jason Napolitano, and this is our Emmett Fox Friday show, and I have on the line my co-host, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How you doing, sir? Doing great this afternoon, Jason. Another Friday, another Emmett Fox Pearl of Wisdom. Another Emmett Fox Pearl of Wisdom that we will that we will dig up from the bottom of the ocean or (laughs) from um, find and use your inner power, which is easily obtainable on Amazon. So you don't even have to go to the bottom of the ocean for this pearl of wisdom. And Uh, it's easier to open than an oyster. (laughs) It's much easier to open (laughs) than an oyster indeed. All right. So it's warm yet again. We are in the middle of summer. I went out today for a walk and I have to say it's, it's gotta be 110 or 112 at least here. Although it was cooler than yesterday was which had to have been, I don't know, 115, 116, something like that. Well, it, the thing is, once you get over our 110, it really is all, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of all the same. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It really yeah. is. So, all right. Be that as it may, it is summer in Las Vegas and summer in Los Angeles. So hope everyone is doing well where they are and where you're listening. Hope you guys are, are uh, not too hot. All right, so we will start out with this little gem of wisdom called Me Bothers I. And I will start reading, and then Chris is going to pick it up, and then we'll talk about it like we normally do. So I will jump right in. Do not identify yourself with your present mentality any more than you do with your body. The real you is the Christ within or the I am. When your body gives you pain or trouble, you handle it as best you can, knowing that it is something distinct from yourself, and you should do the same with your mind. Say every morning, I am not my body, I am not my thoughts, I am not my feelings, I am divine spirit and individualization of God. To realize in this way that you are not one with your present mentality, but that it is only your instrument, makes it possible for you to change it for the better very rapidly. When you find it difficult to manage yourself, think, I intend to think rightly, but me does not want to. Nevertheless, me will have to do what I want. I am boss. Of course, me can be very troublesome, but as soon as you handle it objectively in this way, it knows it is beaten and quickly surrenders. I want to get up, but me wants to lie in bed. Or me claims indigestion, although... I know I have dominion over my body. Or me is hurt and angry and wants to hit back, although I am determined to forgive. Or me says that business is hopeless when I know that God is my supply. This is how the battle presents itself to consciousness. But as long as I insist that I am divine, God's own expression, I must and shall win. Nice. Nice. So that's a very interesting, uh, very interesting idea, you know, and there's a there's a deep distinction there that's kind of hard to grasp. Sometimes it sounds like he's just, you know, using strange language. But I think what he's really trying to get at here is this idea. And, you, and of course, you can't see it if you're not reading along in the book. But the, this, the me is is not capitalized and the I is capitalized, which kind of gives it a little extra, a little extra symbolism there. Um, but it, really what he's talking about is this sort of ego idea of who we think we are versus our self, what the capital S is. Jung might, might use the term or even uh, to, as an extension out into the, the Vedantin idea or the, the Hindu idea of the Atman or 
or the, 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 the higher self, this sort of idea. Um, you know, and Jung's idea and their idea are not exactly the same, but they're, they're sort of analogous. But the idea is that there's something larger, there's this larger type of consciousness which exists, which, uh, which is not the ego, it's not the thoughts, it's not the body, it's not the feelings. Um, and it can be hard to kind of get your mind around that, but, I, I, you know, it's one of the ways that you can do that is to kind of sit and do a bit of meditation. And if you just sort of do some mindful meditation where you're watching thoughts come and go, sort of get in the, the idea or get in wrap your head around it if you can of, of just watching these thoughts and then start realizing that there is a witness watching these thoughts. The thoughts are not specifically you, quote unquote. They are something that you that the true you, your true self is observing or is happening within that 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 larger self, but they're not necessarily you. They're part of you. They're part of you, and that's where, where it's you know kind of hard to get at. But you know, we think the talk that goes on in our head is our is us, is is the primary us, right? And I think that's pretty pretty short sighted. It, it's it's you know, and can lead us astray oftentimes. Do you agree with that? Well, but if I am not my body, I am not my thoughts, I am not my feelings, then what am I? There you go. I think we, we can become, and I'm you know guilty of it too, uh, or prone to it, is to identify with, you know, oh, my body hurts, mm. or, you know, I am paralyzed and I have to use a wheelchair, things like that. Um, some of those, I'm not my disability, I can definitely say that, mm -hmm. um, but your thoughts, you know, your feelings, your beliefs all this stuff that you've learned, uh, all the experiences that you've cobbled together mm -hmm. uh, over a lifetime so far. Yeah. Um, to then say, well, that's not me or that's not, I am, uh, I am this something else, this something beyond that, this transpersonal or transcendent self. And as you said, you know, self with a capital S. Yeah. Um, that's a big leap. And it's, I think the hard part, um, at least on one level, is that our body, our thoughts, our feelings, um, our body can hurt. <laughs> um, our yeah. feelings can get hurt. Mm -hmm. um, our thoughts can drive us mad. Um, you know, we're so immersed in these things because we have them all the time. You know, or, or in our, except for maybe when our, we're asleep and dreaming, you know, we're somewhat at least conscious of, of this body we have. Um, and, uh, you know, our thoughts and who who I am when that I believe me to be um, is, is this person, this sum total of, of my experience, of experience. and what I've learned. Um, but there's a me, there's an I am uh, that he's saying makes a distinction between me and I am, but this I am is something wholly different. Um, so beyond that, it's like you have a body. I have thoughts. I have feelings. But I, that's one of the ways I sort it out is that mm -hmm. I am a spiritual being and I have a body uh, or I am in a body yeah. or I, these are my thoughts, uh, but I am not my thoughts, just like you're not your injury or your wounds, but we become so identified with them because they're, they're so near and sure. we experience them in, in such a, you know, really visceral way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a very immediate kind of um, 
you know, it's, it's hard not to be identified with those things, especially if you're in physical pain or you're in emotional pain or mental pain. I mean, it's hard not to identify with those experiences. It really is. But that he's making that distinction because it's, it's really the only way that you can get out of them. Because if you're completely identified with the pain or you're identified with, you know, some murderous anger, or you're identified with, you know, guilt or remorse or something that is crippling you and, you know, keeping you from moving forward in your life in some way or another, you know, there's no, you have no leverage to make any changes. You know, if you're so overly identified with the body, for example, that if, as you get older, the body begins to break down and, you know, you're, you're identifying yourself with your 30 year old self or something. And now you're just frustrated because you can't do what you did when you were 30 or when you were 25 or whatever, you know, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna enjoy the life that you have, and you're not going to be able to get any spiritual leverage on yourself to move towards, you know, a different, a different sort of self transformation, a higher, a higher self, a higher consciousness, because you're, you're identified with something in the past, in essence. And I think what's why he's pointing this out, because again, it's so obvious that, you know, we identify with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our body, so often that, to not do that seems weird so that, you know, he has to make this point to say, well, look, you know, you have to think about it and say, there is something at work here that's larger than me. If there were not, if these other things weren't, you know, parts of myself, then I could never hope to, I could never hope to change them. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the thing. It's it's creating this leverage point in the same way, like where, you know, you do in, in Jungian psychology, where you look at these different parts of yourself, these complexes and, you know, archetypal energy patterns and different things that are going on within us as parts or as, as sort of sub sub personalities or as kind of a, you know, something that's within you that's under the, the, the umbrella of this, this thing called you, but the, you know, the unifying element of, in, in Jungian psychology is the self with the capital S. And in this case, he's saying, well, it's the Christ within or the I am. It's the same idea, basically, you know, and, and there's a great power in that, you know, when you, when you can identify with that eternal, infinite part of yourself. I mean, that's, that's the, the power that Jesus identified with. And, you know, then you can create miraculous things. You know any of the any of the the, the great uh, the great prophets the great sages the the holy men and divine men and women, you know have identified with that God source within themselves and they've been able to do incredible things. You know they realize that you know you've got to get past this ego and you know Jung said you know that that when the ego realizes that the self is really in charge it's a great it's a great blow to it. You know, and that's why it's hard to let go of, right? Because, I mean, just like you said, we sit, we identify ourselves with these experiences. Oh, I went to this school. I had these jobs. This is my family. These are my experiences. And we identify so greatly with that. Uh, but that's just a small part of who we are, isn't it? It is. Well, you mentioned jobs and family. Um, it's easy to identify. What do you What do? you do? Oh, I am a this. I am a... CPA. Or, yeah, I am. You know, not I, I am. not I do this, but I am this, right? That's interesting. Yes. Or a relationship, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. You know, that somehow that not only, you know, you identify with, but somehow defines you. And by define, I mean, like, you know, puts a border around it. Mm-hmm. And the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can just look at it, I mean, you're not, 
um, exempt from all that. You're still going to have a body and thoughts and feelings oh, exactly. and beliefs and experience and relationships and job. And, yeah. And if it, these are things you have, it's the I that has these things or deals with these things or is involved with these things. And you're talking about that separation. If you know, we can just use some of that language, I have a body. Uh, just like when you stub your toe, you don't say, oh, I hurt. Everything about me hurts. My thoughts, my feelings, my, you know, mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. elbow. No, it's your toe that hurts. You know that it's part of your body. I think we can kind of compartmentalize that when part of our body is feeling, you know, pain or some sort of symptom. I have a tummy ache or I have a headache. Um, you know, my knee is sore. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't say I am sore. <laughs> Uh, now you can have bad thoughts about it and feelings too. Um, but in some of that, we have to look at our thoughts and our feelings as just maybe appendages or components uh, of our lives, things that we have, things we're involved with, things that we have to you know, deal with or approach. Um, but it's, you're not, if you get sucked in, then that's all, then you're your job. And if that's all you think that you are the day you retire. I mean, it's, it's well documented that mm-hmm. uh, this happened a lot more with, with men, um, you know, decades ago when they were dominant in the workforce. Um, but within a year and usually on a Monday at nine o'clock, uh, that's when a great number of people have heart attacks and sometimes die uh, because that's, they know they're not showing up to work. And if they've identified with that and then, you know, a year in retirement, there's only so many golf games or mow the lawn or, you know, hobbies you can, you can do. Uh, so we need to be something more than our jobs, our degrees, uh, even, even a family man, like you're saying, you're a family person. I'm a mother, mm-hmm. I'm a single mm-hmm. mom, I have three kids and I have to do this. Um, that's a, that's a role you play. Um, and By the way, doing... I, I commend you for for doing that role so well too. You, you you're an exemplary single mother. By the way, I just oh, I just you. I just wanted to share that with you because <laughs> I'm sorry I I couldn't resist. Go go on. I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. Sorry. A single mother does not need that in her life. Is someone interrupting her when she's on a, a roll? I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Forgive well, me. I was raised by a single mom who was raised by go. a single mom, and, hey, and you I know, in generations of it, I am um, I am with you there. So yeah, exactly. Sorry, you know, but whatever it is, um, can be you know so overly identified. So yeah, if that's the case, then you know what are some of the ways in which we can get that separation and really see these things as being oh. I have these emotions. I have these feelings. Ooh, I'm having these thoughts. That's mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. thing I do is I try to catch myself. It's like when I go, oh my God, what was I thinking? Um, I Instead of saying, what was I thinking? I'll say like, huh, you know, where's, you know, what's, what's my anger doing? Mm, <laughs> Making yeah. such a racket today. What's my depression? What's my, you know, and, you know, as we've said many times and Fox um, has been, uh, regarded uh, in high esteem by the 12 step program was, mm-hmm. you know, even part of the literature before they had uh, the big book uh, written and printed. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, you know, comes up a lot in 12 step recovery is getting in touch with your higher self. And one things, uh, thing that I've heard a lot in the rooms is, you know, 
I am not my disease, disease being alcoholism or mm -hmm. uh, addiction. Um, but I am not, because you can become over, I'm, you know, they say, oh, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. Um, but you are not your disease. Uh, yeah, it is, exactly. It's more of an adverb or, or adjective. You know, it's mm -hmm. just more of a descriptor thing. And it's something you have. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, and you you got to know that that's something you have, just like I have an allergy. Well, yeah. you got to be careful yeah, what you exactly. eat. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. But it's a propensity. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't define who you are as a as a as an individual or as a self. As you know, at the bigger in the bigger sense of things, you know. And it, that's a good. That's a good point. That's a very good point. And it's it's you know that same sort of analogy goes over to, you know, to to anything you're trying to do in your life. I mean, if you're you know if you're trying to, for, I mean, this is the thing. If you're if you're for example, you're trying to actually be more healthy and eat eat healthier and so on, and maybe you know you're you're overweight and you're you know you're eating too much sugar and eating too much fat and so on, and you kind of see yourself as that body and you beat yourself up because you want to be a different way and so on. If you don't get in touch with that higher part of yourself, you know you're not going to be able to make those changes. If you're overly identified with your body as it is or as it stands. There's no possibility of making that change in the same way with 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 alcoholism or drug addiction. If you're identified as an addict or identified as an alcoholic or identified in, as a sex addict or whatever, you have to identify yourself and acknowledge it. But if you if that's all you are, you know, then then there's there's no there's no hope. There would be no hope of change. So that's why you're what you're talking about, getting in touch with that higher self, getting in touch with that I am or that Christ within or that, you know, Buddha consciousness or Buddha nature, or Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it, Atman, you know, Brahman uh, consciousness, whatever, um, you know, until you're sort of able to do that, to get in touch with that higher source, you can't get enough leverage on the addiction or on the alcoholism or on the, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's a, that's a huge thing to be able to see yourself as larger than that problem. Yes, that's something I have. Yes, that's something that's that's part of me that I have to deal with. In the same way, if I have bad eyes, I need to put some glasses on. But it doesn't define who I am. You know, you know what I mean. And that's uh, and that's uh, something you got to move forward with. So, well, you have to develop this language, and I think he does a really good job mm -hmm. of of doing that here when he uses the words me and I. Yeah, it's great. Huh? As, as being two different people uh, in within maybe, you know, the whole total self, mm -hmm. um, that there is the me that wants to stay in bed or eat the bad food. And then there's the I that seems to know better, uh, can feel better, has higher values. You want to forgive. The I wants to forgive, but the me wants to retaliate. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's kind of schizophrenic in a sense of, you know, you think multiple personalities or there's a split uh, in, in your uh, consciousness. Um, but it's you just kind of have to get over that and get yeah. through that, because if you if you do do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, eat the wrong thing, it's the you that recognizes that that's more of the real you mm -hmm. when you're in you know, it's the middle of the night and you're, you're, you know, stress eating or online with doing weird stuff. Um, that's not entirely you. That's the you in this bubble yeah, <laughs> or yeah. in the throes of an addiction or, you know, feeling small and you're depressed and I'm a loser. No one's going to love me. And, you know, all this stuff. And 
but don't beat yourself up. I think that's another way you can really get that leverage. Say like, okay, oh, I said the wrong thing. I'm an asshole. And um, therefore, you know, boy, what a jerk. Um, okay, no, I did a bad thing. <laughs> that part of me, you have to own it. You have to be mm-hmm. completely responsible for it. Yeah. But you have to be the parent. And maybe this is the child that needs to be trained, needs to be educated, uh, needs to be encouraged to, to do more of the right thing and less of the not so right thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to have this uh, this higher, lower um, version and really get in tune with that higher part. Because, look, if, if you didn't feel bad about saying the wrong thing, well, then you're not really in touch with your higher self anyway. It's when you want to beat yourself up and saying, oh, God, why did I do yeah, that? Yeah. No, it's it's that's not entirely you who did that. It's the you're the you who recognizes that. Stick with that saying, I recognize my angry outburst. Not I am an angry person. Sure. I yeah. have anger and I have recently expressed this anger. What can I do? You can even ask, you can identify these parts. Uh addict me or angry me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah okay anger you know i'm in the throes of this you know and when you get a little a moment of clarity step back and say well you know what is it you know what's the what are these thoughts of retaliation and destruction and depression and low you know self-worth um what do you want what do you really want mm-hmm. almost yeah. like dialogue with them saying yeah that sends a message that that that's not you i think uh, in the union psychology it's called um you're possessed by an archetype where you kind of become that thing mm-hmm. oh yeah. always the bridesmaid never the bride or you know yeah that you, you can become so identified with that uh that energetic um that you think that's you yeah exactly you overly identify with it don't you yeah that's a good point. Yeah, you're, that's and, it, and it's it's like what you're saying. It really is more than it's not just a, like a semantic game you're playing with yourself, like using language to try to work stuff out. I mean, you really are creating. Again, I, I keep using this word leverage, but you really are creating some leverage, a leverage point for change because you're you're differentiating these different parts of yourself, and you're not overly identified or possessed, like you said in the Jungian sense by any, any one of these complexes or archetypal energies or, you know, ideas we have about ourselves or what have you, you know, and that's, there's something very powerful that I just, I love this, you know, this is his affirmation here. I'm not my body. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my feelings. I am divine spirit and individualization of God. And again, like you said, you know, it's not to make you disassociated or, you know, schizophrenic, but it's to point out that you you are, you know, your higher consciousness, those things are existing within a, a, a space of your higher consciousness in, in, in essence, you know, and we, we overly identify with the ego. You know, we need ego. We need strong ego to work through life, to work through, you know, material issues and to, you know, make a living and so on. But we also have to recognize there's something beyond that that is higher than that ego that just, you know, wants to eat and sleep and get a better job and do all these different things. There's something spiritual. There's something divine at our core. And that's really what he's talking about, this I am energy. 
And I think that gets lost a lot of times in, you know, in the hustle and bustle of life and, you know, the idea of politics and, you know, all these social issues and so on. We get overly identified with our groups or our political affiliation or, you know, what, you know, we, what we believe or this or that. And it's like, there's, there's, there's something more, look for that something more, look for that something more behind it, especially if you're trying to change the conditions in your own life or heal or, you know, work on a work on something, you know, like an addiction or something like that. You have to move towards that, that higher part of yourself. That's going to help you, you know, reach, reach those new, those new changes that you need. So, well, we're getting towards the end. Do you have anything to wrap up with? Uh, well, just to continue with that, that if you are in your know, ego mind uh, and you're saying, Ooh, I want to transform. I want to change. Um, it's probably not going to happen uh, because that's the mind, the consciousness that got you where you are right now. You know, and that's that, you know, we use the great word leverage. Uh, it's getting that space, a little bit of a distance. Um, I've even seen uh, speakers talking about this. Well, they'll like just kind of lean backwards a little bit like, Oh, like you're trying to like something's too close and you're trying to look at it. Um, mm. even just that little physical, just move your head back a few inches going like, okay, you're out there. This is part of me. Uh, I'm totally responsible for it. But if you're left to your own devices without this higher sense, how's it going to change? Even if it wants to, then this change becomes an ego thing. Oh, I'm trans. I'm more transformed than this person. <laughs> and I'm, you know, it just yeah. becomes another thing to satisfy. Another tool, yeah. Uh, um, and you just, you know, maybe it comes, you know, later in life or it comes in, in waves or in segments, uh, kind of a payment plan throughout your life. Um, but to get more of that and just really identify with being a spiritual being caught up in this scientific materialism mm-hmm. world is, is, um, is great and offers some awesome things, but if that becomes the limit, if that becomes the end, uh, from beyond which you know you can't see or be, how do you get higher? How do you help somebody up from the ground or up yeah. a ladder or out of uh, you know the storm and the sea? You know you're on the this higher me, this I am is the one on the boat with a life preserver. And the me who's caught up in ego is just the one splashing around in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really have to be that for yourself. You have to be a parent, uh, a mentor, uh, a guide yep. um, to, you know, that's in a different place, in a higher place to lift you out of that. Absolutely. Good point. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are in, uh, in 12 step and doing, you know, doing the work and so on, you know, keep up the good work. It's hard right now. Cause I know a lot of people, most people can't get to meetings and so on. So, you know, we're praying for you and, uh, you know, look to that divine source, look to that higher power, you know, talk to your sponsor on the phone and do whatever you need to do to, to stay the course. But, you know, we're, we're here sending out positive information and prayers for everyone. So, uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's my two cents on that. Thank you, Chris, for your great thoughts on this subject. Me bothers I. That's a good one. This is an interesting one. It's something to, to really look at. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eye Show here uh, every Friday for the Emmett Fox show that we do. And please check us out on Sunday. We do our, uh, our new shows, our longer show uh, every Sunday. And Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky Minds. If you can worry, you can meditate. 
Uh, you can check out chrissheridan.com or cosmiceye.org for more information about both of us. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Goodbye and God bless.